Assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Good evening and good afternoon and good morning wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most and they are in charge. That means they're in the captain's chair. They're at the helm. They're behind the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today is Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 560, 28 Principles of Liberty, part two. Well, we'll be going over through principles number 15 through 28. And then, but before we do that, we'll be doing a reading out of James chapter five, which is the last chapter for James. So there you go. Rietta was just asking me if I am feeling better. I do appreciate you asking. Um, no, no, I'm not. Actually, no, that's a bold-faced lie, actually. I, I am feeling a little better, but yesterday was worse. So if I can honestly say that there is a progression towards feeling a little better, yeah, there is a progression towards the uh, better path, um, which is good. Um, but, you know, no, I mean, let's put it this way. I have a big, thick blanket folded up in multiple squares underneath my you-know-what here on my hard chair because I don't have a standard office chair because I got to have some cushion because otherwise, I mean, when I got up after the show yesterday, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord. Uh, when I got up after the show was done, it took me about five minutes to get situated and stood straight up. I mean, I really did a number on myself, ladies and gentlemen. I really did. I'm glad to see Donnie's doing better. She says Donnie's doing better until he eats another five pounds of ice cream. You know, I saw that picture, by the way. I saw that picture that you posted on Telegram, Rietta. I got I to gotta say this. I appreciate a dude who gets risky and has two different flavors of ice cream on the same cone. That right there is straight up rebel. That is a rebel. Because he doesn't just pick one flavor and goes with it. No, he wants two flavors on a sugar cone. I was like, man, man. I said, my, that, like, dude, like he does, he goes hard on his ice cream. Right, Rietta? I mean, 
that's a man that knows what he wants. He doesn't just pick one flavor and gets like two scoops. He's like, he doesn't go to the window, right? And and is like, yeah, I like two scoops of cherry and 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 in a in a little waffle cone. No, he goes in there. He goes, look, I want five scoops. Three of it's cherry, two is pistachio. I want that on a sugar cone, and you better top that crap off with whipped cream and and cherries, and don't get skimpy on it. Oh, and by the way, I would like the senior discount. Thank you very much. Oh, boom, and then he fades off in the background like he's a phantom. Like, that seems like Donnie. He just knows what he wants, and you go, boom. And then we eat all our sugar. We eat all the crap that our bodies aren't supposed to take in, and then we feel it the next day. Like, ah, crap, that sucks. We feel it the next day. We feel it the next. Yeah. So anyways, just so you know, I did eat a little bit more crumble cookie after I complained after eating about 11 of them within a seven day period and screwed myself over with all that inflammation. Yeah. I ate a little bit more yesterday, guys. Sorry. Not sorry. I have no regrets. I did. Rietta. I did. She says, no, you didn't. I did. Even after all my crying, complaining and moaning. And belly aching on the show about how much sugar I ate and how bad my lower back feels because of it. Oh, you bet your bottom dollar I did. I t- yeah, you're right. I am asking for. I told you I am a glutton for punishment. If there is one sin I'm definitely going to be answering to when I get up in heaven, it's going to be for gluttony of food. Because God's going to be like, you ate way too much crap than you should have. <laughs> So anyways, just for a record, I just want to let you guys know um, the reason why I started the show a half hour early today is because we have a special call that we're doing for our state assembly because we do have a statewide and national nationwide elections uh, that we are conducting interviews and reading of our biographies uh, between Michigan and Alaska. And some of you that might be in assembled states might be wondering, well, how come our state's not involved in that? Because you're not settled yet. Michigan and uh, Alaska are assembled and settled. So we have to do our biographies and interviews today. So I do apologize for that. That does take place at uh, 730. So that is why we are starting a half hour early today. So there you go. Uh, let me just say a quick hello to everybody before I get going on the, uh, the disclaimer. Um, I see we got some people that we typically uh, see here in the house. I want to say hello to April K. My beautiful wife, Katie, is in the house. Hey, Lisa from Georgia. How you doing? Um, she and her, uh, her Oscar and myself, we, uh, worked on a uh, special project for, it's an education project, which Lisa and I, our part is done now, poor Oscar. He has to go through and edit and do all that stuff. So he's got like another two weeks worth of work where we just did two hours worth of work. More so Lisa, Lisa did all the stuff. I just did a couple lines and then I sat there just twiddling my thumbs while we waited (laughs) while I waited. Uh, let's see here. So we got Chris in Michigan. Good to see you, brother. We see we got Rietta. We got Angel Eyes. So glad to see y'all guys here. So let's do this. <clears throat> let's get into the disclaimer real quick. So again, good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. So glad to have y'all here. So now real quick, remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I don't play one on TV. I don't have a face for TV, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I only do podcast. I have a face for radio. Okay. So with that said, I am not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer, nor hold any title of nobility, and I am not Santa Claus. Santa Claus? 
Jason, you, you never say that. I know. I was just throwing one in there for you just to kind of see if you're paying attention. I do not give out legal advice. I don't give out free gifts around the 25th of December. And I am also not the official face voice of the national state or county assemblies. And additionally, I do not advocate for violence unless you break in my house. And I am my own man. And the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other materials. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. Boom. Bazinga. Before we get into my open little monologue here, I want to play something that my wife sent me. This is just absolutely hilarious. I cannot not do the show without playing this. This is absolutely funny. So I was taking an Epsom salt bath last night after the show because my wife thought that, you know, she could heal, you know, heal me with that. Um, little did she realize I ate way too much sugar for anything to help me. It basically at this point, it's just detoxing and just drinking a ton of water and avoiding all crappy food. Basically, I just got to starve myself for the next two weeks and let my body flush all the sugar out. Um, and it didn't really work. It really it, it really didn't work too well. But uh, I think I think it's because, yeah, I just nothing really works. Oh, no. My wife says, nope, it did. It was a detox bath. Uh, yeah, it was. It did a little bit. It worked a little bit. And but I'm still hurting because I eat a lot of garbage. I do feel a little better today. Yes, I do. My wife is saying you feel better today. Dot, 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 dot. So she sent me this though while I was sitting in my detox bath. <laughs> my wife, my, I'll wait for my wife to come down here and just slap me upside the head. <laughs> we need to have a let's bug a wife segment again, but not today because time is of the essence. Uh, Rietta says she probably should. <laughs> okay, focus, guys, focus. So she sends me this message, or she she's playing video. So I'm doing my bath. I'm eating my crumble cookie, by the way, by the way. You know, it's a brownie batter while I'm sitting in my bath. And she's playing video, uh, you know, watching videos on TikTok or whatever. And she's, you know, if there's something funny, she turns her phone and shows me as I'm sitting there, this overgrown six foot, two and a half foot man in this little teeny tiny tub. I feel like I could not submerge myself at all. And so she sends me this video and I absolutely die laughing. Like, this is so great. So this is one of those guys, he does one of those videos where he uses those high-pitched, you know, squirrel voices and it like distorts the face, like all squishy with the big lips and mouth, right? With the buggy eyes. It's one of those kind of videos. So this guy is basically talking about like he's doing, uh, a, he's playing two people, right? A wife and then him as husband and the dilemmas about the dinner. Let's listen to this real quick because this is absolutely funny. Absolutely funny. I'm so hungry. Well, baby, if you're hungry, then go and make something to eat. I don't really want anything here, though. Will you go get us Chick-fil-A? Baby, we got food at home. You got Chick-fil-A money? Besides, I'm not hungry anyway. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, good Lord. What's the matter with you now? Nothing, I'm fine. All right, whatever you say. I just find it funny how... Okay, here's what we not gonna do. There's nothing funny. There's nothing funny. There's no drama. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not hungry, but I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A, and I'm going to get you some food. I don't want you to have to go and get something if you're not gonna get something, too. Baby, listen to me. I am not hungry, Okay. So I'm just going to get you some food and everything will be all right. But that's not the point. When I'm hungry, you should be hungry. Baby, that makes zero sense at all. I'm not hungry 37 times a day like you are. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up, get in my car. I'm going to go get you Chick-fil-A and you're going to be happy about it. 
No. What I want is for you to go and get Chick-fil-A and get something for you and get something for me. <laughs> but I'm not hungry. But, like, I don't understand why you're not hungry, though. Did you already eat? Did you have a big lunch? Did you go to dinner with your other girlfriend? <laughs> this woman is going to be the death of me. Okay, fine. I'm going to go get us both food. I'm going to eat mine. In the car on the way home. <laughs> well, no, don't do that. What if yours looks better than mine and I want to switch? I'm not getting food. I'm not hungry. I swear, it used to be that the leading cause of divorce was money problem, but I think with this generation, it's going to be the food struggles. <laughs> I love it. He says, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he does it in quotes. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A and I'm going to eat mine in the car. Oh, no, 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 no. That won't work. Because what if I want to eat yours because yours looks better than mine? It's like, oh, my Lord. I love what he, what he says at the beginning or at the end. He says, I swear, my Lord. They say the leading cause of divorce is money issues. No, it's going to be the food struggle. <laughs> I swear, because it's so true. It is so freaking true. Oh, Lord, I had to play that. I had to play it. That was great. That was a great find. So I told my wife, anytime you find awesome, funny videos with that dude, send it to me, because that's funny stuff. Okay, so the 28 Principles of Liberty, part two of two. Okay, we're going to get into the last 14 of the 28 Principles, but we're going to do a reading of James chapter five. But here's the thing. So I believe... I believe that the true strength lies within the power of self-governance. Otherwise, I would not be promoting the reassembly of states here like I do. Okay, the power should not lie in big, large, big brother government. Absolutely not. And the unity of our communities also, you know, that's where the strength and power lies is also in the unity of our communities, right? People on the local level. And so throughout history, you know, we've learned that when individuals and businesses are granted the freedom to make their own economic choices. And when government regulations are kept to a minimum, it paves the way for an unparalleled uh, prosperity. See, our republic thrives when power is divided among the three branches of lower government. Okay, because there's five branches. Remember, you got the people in assembly, you got the de jure grand juries, and then you got your legislative, judicial, and executive branches. But our republic thrives when power is divided among the lower branches of government, ensuring that no one man or woman or group can wield unchecked authority, right? And so this system of checks and balances safeguards against the abuse of power and guarantees fairness for all. And so we understand that the rights of the people are best protected when enshrined in a written constitution and clearly defining the limited and specific powers that are delegated to the government while reserving the rest to the people. See, it's, it is through this constitutional framework that we ensure the will of the majority is respected while simultaneously safeguarding the rights of the minority. And we recognize that the strength of our nation lies in a strong foundation of local government, empowering communities to govern themselves according to their unique needs and values. 
And so we believe that a free society can only endure as a republic with a comprehensive program of education, empowering the men and women of this population in America here with knowledge and critical thinking skills, and by prioritizing the strength of our families, this is very key, the core unit of our society in fostering their integrity will lay the groundwork for a prosperous and cohesive nation. And so we understand that the burden of debt poses a significant threat to our freedom and as it can undermine our independence and sovereignty. Therefore, we must exercise fiscal responsibility. Yeah, but Jason, how can we do that? I mean, the government is raising the debt ceiling, it seems like, every freaking single year. They just did it not that long ago. Yeah, I know. Why do you think we need to return to self-governance? But again... We, as a people, when we get back our self-governance, we need to exercise fiscal responsibility so we can preserve our ability to act in the best interest of our fellow men and women in this country. And finally, we embrace our manifest destiny to be a shining example and a blessing to the world, sharing our values of liberty, opportunity, and justice. And together, as guardians of this great thing we call the Republic, we can embark on a journey of self-governance, uniting our voices and actions to shape a brighter future for ourselves and the entire human race. Now, let's get into the reading real quick of James chapter 5. Again, last chapter in James, this one's only about, what is this? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 verses. Am I seeing that right? This can't be it. Let me just make sure. Do I have a... Do I have a I just want to make sure. Hold on, guys. BibleGateway.com. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Book list. We need to go to Book of James. I just want to make sure that this doesn't give me fake news. Well, I'll be darned. Yeah, that is a very... No. That's what I thought. There is more here. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought. There ain't 12 verses here. There's 20. All right. But let me find the new King James Version. Where do I want to go? Where are we at? There it is. New King James Version. There we go. All right. So this has 20 verses. Here, here we go. Starting. It says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasures in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. And you have condemned, you have murdered the just. He does not resist you. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruits of the earth, waiting patiently for, for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned, and behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. 
You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seeing the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Yikes, talk about a drought. With verse 18 continuing, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Amen. And that is a reading of James chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. So in James chapter 5, overall, the author addresses, excuse me, I feel like I take a sip of water. Hopefully I got some water. Hold on. Oh, I don't. I do not have water. That sucks. Got a little bit of a parched mouth. That really stinks. Oh, well, that serves me right for not being prepared. But anyway, you know, the author addresses several important topics. And the chapter begins with a stern warning to the wealthy oppressors, right? Urging them to repent and lament over the impending judgment that will come upon them. Now, James condemns their unjust treatment of workers and their self-indulgent lifestyles. Now, next, James shifts his focus to the virtue of patience, and he encourages his believer, the you know, encourages believers to patiently endure trials and tribulations, using the example of farmers who wait patiently for the harvest. And so he emphasizes that the coming of the Lord is near, and believers should establish their hearts in steadfastness. Now James also emphasizes the importance of honest and truthful communication, and he advises against making unnecessary oaths urging believers to let their words be trustworthy and reliable. Again, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. We hear that very often when it comes to uh, our participation in the assembly. See, if you're voting and you try to abstain, the only reason you should be abstaining, in my humble opinion, this is just my humble opinion, if you're abstaining from an important vote, right, is if you maybe we're at the bathroom or maybe you're outside or maybe you just happen to be just be out of the, the the meeting chambers right and you didn't really quite hear the vote or the discussion and you just happen to come in kind of at the wrong time that really kind of in a way is about the only reason why I would abstain is if I didn't get all the information and facts and you know but other than that if you're there again and this goes for anything. doesn't matter what it is. If somebody asks you for a favor, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Don't him and haul around it. Hey, thanks for water. What a great wife. You're awesome. My wife just brought me some water. What? She's a doll. Hold on. Let me take a quick sip. Ah, that was good. Thank God for an awesome wife who tunes into the show. Ah, And they say wives don't listen. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, she's awesome. She really is awesome. I really needed that. My throat felt like the Mojave Desert. Wow. 
Ooh, but yeah, again, may, you know, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Don't just sit there and him and haul around an answer or give somebody some, well, you know, I'd love to help you, but, you know, I, I just, I can't, right? Oh, that's another good reason. Yeah, Destry just put it right here. People worry about what others will think about them. This is wrong too. Yeah, if you're worried about what people are thinking about your particular vote with as far as the assembly goes, you shouldn't even be in the assembly. Get the hell out. If you're worried about being judged by man, get out. The only one you need to be worried about is being judged by God and worrying about the fact that if you're making proper decisions based on what God thinks is right and isn't right, right? Leslie Liberty was right right here just saying, many abstain because they can't make up their mind. Had some of that Saturday. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's another one. They can't make up their mind. Hmm, I don't know which way to go. I don't know which way to go. What are other people? I wonder how my friends are voting. No, this is how we got in this problem to begin with. Stop voting along the party lines or way your friends are voting. Vote your conscience. Pisses me off. But anyway... But this chapter highlights the power of prayer also because James encourages those who are suffering or sick to call upon the elders of the church to pray for them and anoint them with oil. And he emphasizes the effectiveness of fervent prayer, stating that the prayer of a righteous person has great power. And lastly, James addresses the responsibility of believers to restore those who have wandered away from the truth. And boy, how have many wandered because he emphasizes the significance of seeking and saving the lost, highlighting that such an act covers a multitude of sins. And overall, James chapter five serves as a call to righteousness, endurance, truthful communication, prayer, and the restoration of those who have stayed strayed from faith. Now, as we get into the last, uh, let me see what time it is real quick. What do we got here? Okay, three minutes to seven Eastern time. All right, because like I said, 7.30, I got to be on, an, on, on a conference call, all right, um, for the assembly. It's a special call that we had to do today so we can, you know, proceed with our election process. So again, yesterday we went through the first 14 principles of liberty. Today, starting with number 15, it starts by saying the highest level of prosperity occurs when there is a free market economy and a minimum of, gover of government regulations. Now, this principle suggests this principle suggests that when there is a free market economy with minimal government regulations, it tends to lead to the highest level of prosperity because they don't have their little grubby hands in it. They're not taxing us into oblivion without representation. So basically this means that the individuals and businesses have the freedom to make their own economic choices. And there are fewer restrictions from the government, less taxes that they're freaking taken from us. And it allows for more competition, innovation, and efficient use of resources. Hallelujah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, results in greater prosperity for everyone involved. That's what we're trying to get into by reassembling our states. All right, number 16. The government should be separated into three branches, legislative, executive, and judicial. Yeah, but Jason, I thought you said there were five branches of government. There are, but the lower three branches were created by the people in assembly 
And of course, the de jure grand juries, right? Common law grand juries are made up by the people in assembly. Okay. And it's the people in assembly that make up the legislative, executive, and judicial branches. Branches, But this principle suggests that the governed should be divided into three parts, the lawmakers, the enforcers, and the judges. While, by the way, the people have the courts, common law courts, that is. <clears throat> and so the lawmakers create the laws, the enforcers carry out those laws, and the judges interpret and apply the laws. And this separation ensures that no one man or woman or group has too much power and that there are checks and balances in place to prevent abuse of power. Now, here's the beautiful part about the grand jury, ladies and gentlemen, that's made up by the people in assembly. There's a thing called grand jury. I believe it's, what is it called? Um, oh, I might have this uh, term wrong. Destry, correct me if I'm wrong or Oscar, whoever's got, but that's why there is grand, uh, jury nullification. Because the jury has the power to toss out any law that does not make sense or cannot be comprehended by the common man. I think it's called jury nullification. Yes, he says correct. Okay, I just want to make sure I got that correct because I'm still learning about that. But that the power of the jury rested by the, you know, it, 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 the, the, the grand jury has more power than any branch of government, than the president, okay, by the people in assembly. So, yes, while the lawmakers create laws and the enforcers carry out those laws and the judges interpret those laws and apply the laws, the jury made up by the assembly of people have the power. Yes, the people, the, the jury and military combined, he says, uh, the military combined. But the people have the power in a jury to toss out any laws that cannot be comprehended or make zero sense. And so this separation ensures, again, like I said, no one man or woman or group has too much power. Um, principle number 17, a system of checks and balances should be adopted to prevent the abuse of power. So in other words, in simpler terms, a system of checks and balances means that different parts of the government keep an eye on each other to prevent any one man or woman or group from having too much power, like we said before, or making decisions without accountability. So it ensures that power is distributed and shared among different branches or entities, such as the executive, legislative, and judicial branches. And by having these checks and balances, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, by having these checks and balances, it helps prevent the abuse of power and promotes fairness and accountability in the government. Well, 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 we don't even know what the hell that even looks like, but that's what it's supposed to do. Principle number 18, the unalienable rights of the people are most likely to be preserved if the principles of government are set forth in a written constitution. That's right. Principle number 19, only limited and carefully defined powers should be delegated to government, all others being retained in the people. Jason, what's that mean? Well, basically what that means is that principle suggests that the government should only have specific and well-defined powers while all other powers remain with the people. Bottom line, that's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Because it emphasizes the importance of limiting the government's authority and preserving individual rights and freedoms by restricting the scope of government and empowering individuals. And this principle aims to prevent excess government control and protects the inherent rights of the people. But again, we don't really know what that looks like. Not yet, anyway. Principle number 20, efficiency and dispatch require government to operate according to the will of the majority, but constitutional provisions must be made to protect the rights of the minority. That's right. Because this principle states that for the efficient, for efficient and prompt governance, the government 
should generally follow the will of the majority. But however, it is also it also recognizes the need for constitutional provisions to also safeguard the rights of minority groups. While the majority rule is important for decision making, protecting the rights of minority minorities is also equally crucial to ensure fairness and prevent the majority from infringing upon the rights of less represented individuals or groups. Now, the principle seeks to strike a balance between majority rule and minority rights within the framework of the Constitution. Principle number 21, strong local government is the keystone to preserving human freedom. And this principle emphasizes that strong local self-government plays a vital role in preserving freedom. And it suggests that empowering local communities to make decisions and govern themselves is essential for maintaining individual liberties and freedoms. And by giving local authorities more control and allowing the people to participate in decision-making, this principle ensures that governance is responsive to the specific needs and values of different communities. And it also recognizes that self-government serves as a cornerstone for protecting and preserving the freedom of individuals within a larger political structure. Principle number 22. Hold on one second while I just adjust my chair. I definitely need to get like some sort of lazy boy or something like that in here. I tell you, that'd be great. I should like wheel my my recliner in here. That'd be awesome. It's too big and bulky though. Um, principle number 22. A free people should be governed by laws and not by whims of men. That's right. Principle number 23, <laughs> Rietta says, then you might fall asleep on us. You're not wrong. <laughs> Principle number 23, a free society cannot survive as a republic without a broad program of general education. Well, what's that mean? Well, the principle states that a free society operating as a republic requires a comprehensive program of sorts, right, of general education to sustain itself. But see, I think a lot of that could be also taking place, you know, be taken care of in the home with homeschool education, right? The way it's always kind of been small, teeny tiny schoolhouses, right? Uh, and it kind of highlights the importance that education is needed Regard, you know, for uh, how do I want to say it? for preserving and promoting the values and principles upon which a free society is built, right? Because by providing a broad-based education to the, to the people, a society ensures that individuals are equipped with knowledge, critical thinking, skills, civic awareness necessary to participate actively in this Republican, you know, this Republican process, this process that we call the Republic of these United States of America. Yeah, I need one of those too, Destry. He said, I got myself a really nice lumbar support gaming chair for my desk. That's what I need. I definitely need one of those. Now, principle number 24, a free people will not survive unless they stay strong. That's right. A free people will not survive unless they stay strong. Why do you think they're trying to kill the families, ladies and gentlemen? Why do you think they're trying to destroy family? Why do you think they're trying to destroy the good old-fashioned concept of marriage between man and woman? Why do you think they're trying to destroy the idea of there's only two genders, male and female? 
Why do you think they're trying to destroy normal relationships and they're trying to promote 80,000 different genders and sexualities? And hey, it's okay. You could be a unicorn, half goat, half man slash Asian bisexual tranny, whatever they want to make up on any given day. It's because they want to destroy the family, which destroys society and it makes a society weaker. And when you make society and the families weaker, it makes a country weaker. Therefore, it's easier for the globalists to take, you know, to, to achieve global domination. It's very, very simple to understand. A free people will not survive unless they stay strong. You have to stay strong. Principle number 25. Peace, commerce, and honest friendships with all nations, entangling alliances with none. What? Peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations entangling alliances with none. Well, what the hey, hey, does that mean? It means that a nation should prioritize peaceful relations, trade, and sincere friendships with all other countries, but avoid complex and potential uh, and potentially burdensome alliances because it emphasizes that the idea of maintaining friendly and mutually beneficial interactions with other nations without becoming overly entangled in alliances, that could Honestly, it could actually compromise the nation's independence or lead to unnecessary conflicts. And we do not need any of that. So the principle reflects a policy of non-intervention and non-aggression, promoting peaceful cooperation based on fair trade and genuine friendships. Oscar says like NATO or WEF. Yeah, no, 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 no. We Those are bad, bad, bad. No. Nope. That's why it says entangling alliances with none. Nope. WEF, W-E-F. More like W-T-F. <laughs> Principle number 26. The core unit which determines the strength of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect its integrity. I'm going to read that again. The core unit which determines the strength of any society is the family. That's right. This is also stated in the training manual released by the War Department, the Field Training Manual 2000-25. It talks about this right here, this very principle. The core unit which determines the strength of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect its integrity. But do they do that? No. They promote drag queen story hour in public schools and let little Johnny stuff dollar bills that's five years old, eight years old, whatever, and G-strings up dresses of these nasty, freaking, nasty, freaking, I don't even have words for them, these nasty pedophile freaking dudes. It's disgusting. See, this principle asserts that the family unit is fundamental to the strength and well-being of a society. What have I always keep promoting? This is why the show promotes God first, wellness second, fortifying your family third, and then help restore and stand up your republic fourth because you can't restore your republic unless your family's fortified. You can't fortify your family unless your health is in check. I should take my own advice on that one because I'm eating way too many damn sugar cookies. Oh, Father, forgive me for I've sinned and ate too many crumble cookies, but I'm answering for it right now. So, you know, it is what it is. I will accept my punishment with pain. But all kidding aside, that's why the family is so fundamental to having a strong nation, ladies and gentlemen, because it suggests that the government should recognize and support the importance of the family by creating policies and frameworks that foster and protect its integrity. 
period. See, families are the building blocks of society, providing stability, values, and social cohesion. It emphasizes that a strong and healthy family structure contributes to the overall strength and vitality of a community. That's all there is to it. Principle number 27, the burden of debt is as destructive to freedom as subjugation by conquest. What? Yes. That basically means this principle asserts that the burden of debt can be as detrimental to freedom as being conquered or subjugated by any external force because it suggests that excess debt or excessive debt can have a severe negative consequence on a nation's sovereignty, independence, and individual freedoms. Now, principle number 28. And I apologize for going kind of fast today because, like I said, I am kind of under the gun. Got a phone call to be on at 7.30. But principle number 28, the United States has a manifest destiny to be an example and a blessing to the entire human race. Well, what does that mean? This statement, ladies and gentlemen, suggests, in my opinion, that the United States of America has a very special mission to be a positive example and bring blessings to the entire world, right? Jason, are you talking about one world government? No, that's not what I'm talking about. So hear me on this. It reflects the belief that the United States of America, these United States of America, right? The free and independent nation equals states of America has a unique role in shaping the world for the better and sharing its values. Again, sharing its values and not forcing it, but sharing its values and progress with others. What are we doing in the assembly? We're returning back to self-governance. You don't think other countries want to self-govern themselves? You don't think they want to have the power back in their own hands? Not in the power of a few? Not have the power in a few, I should say? Because this is why the entire world, hear me on this, folks. This is I'm not kidding. This is why the entire world is watching our nation, watching these United States of America, because we are the last beacon of hope for the world. Because if America falls, so does the rest of the world to this tyrannical force that's trying to achieve global domination. This is why it's so important and so imperative to reassemble your states and stand out this republic. And by being a part of this process in the de jure government, of being a part of a process of self-governance and, and, and stop relying on riding of coattails of big brother government who sits in a de facto swampland called DC. That's really all there is to it. So I hope a lot of this makes sense for you all, ladies and gentlemen. So that right there between yesterday's show and today's show, episode 559 and today's show 560, this Overall, it, we, we, we've went over the 28 principles of liberty. It's very important stuff. This is the stuff that we learn. This is from the book, The 5,000-Year Leap. All right? It's very important to self-educate yourself and to learn and to read. And again, if you want to know more about your National Assembly or your, your particular state or county, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national dash assembly.net and just a little quick housekeeping because i forgot to do it in the beginning of the show if you want to check out my website um, 
hishardline.com. If you want to send me hate mail, it's hishardline at gmail.com, hishardline at gmail.com. If you put a nice, well-worded, hateful uh, subject uh, in the subject line, it will go in file 13. It's a very special file that I have for that. It's really awesome. It's, it's, it's speckled with glitter and gold. It's, it's a really nice file. It's my special file. But anyway, let's pray, I think. I think we need to pray. Ah, I tell you. Heavenly Father, in this sacred moment of unity, we, <clears throat> we humbly come before you with a sincere and grateful heart. We seek your guidance and blessings as we proceed forward on this path of self-governance and reassembling our states. And we just ask that your wisdom shines a nice, bright light within our minds and may your spirit of unity bind us together as we strive to uphold the principles that have shaped our great nation. And we lift up the listeners here in this channel, here on the His Hardline channel, uh, to your loving care. May they be touched by your divine presence and, and finding inspiration by you, by finding truth and being, you know, having good solid discernment to, to figure out what is uh, truth, what's not truth, and, and, and empowering them, you know, and, and giving them empowerment through the discussions and the ideas that we share here on this show. So may you grant anybody and everybody who listens to this platform the strength and clarity of thought as, as they navigate the journey towards a stronger republic guided by the principles that honor the values that we hold dear. And with reverence, we pray for our nation as a whole. May it flourish under the light of justice and equality and peace and grant our leaders in the assembly the discernment to, dis, you know, to govern with integrity and encourage the, to make decisions that promote the well-being of all men and women. And may our nation be a shining example of unity for the whole rest of the world, spreading blessings and goodwill. And lastly, Heavenly Father, we trust in your great plan and guidance as we embrace, like I said, self-governance, family, strength, and national success, statewide success, local community success. We seek your presence to guide us every step of the way. May our actions and endeavors be in alignment with your will. As we strive to create a better future for ourselves and generations to come. And then we also pray for special intentions. For the special silent prayers that are held within people's hearts that are too shy or don't know how to pray. We pray that you look into people's hearts and answer their prayers. And Rietta says, Father, thank you for this day. Lord, you alone control all things. I ask that each person listening will know that they can truly trust you and you do all things together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Lord, we can't do this without you. And we thank you, Lord, in your son's name. And she also adds, and Lord, please raise up more leaders who are filled with your Holy Spirit. And we also pray for my daughter's cough. And anyone who may not be feeling well or dealing with severe allergies, because we do know that the allergies are just outstandingly just detrimental to everybody. 
We lift uh, up prayers to you and ask for divine healing and, and you grant us miracles for our daughter and other people who may be feeling sick. And for Donnie's mom, who is very ill, please lift up a blessing and a miracle to Donnie's mother and our nephew and just anybody and everybody out there who is needing healing and, and prayer for resolve. And we pray all of this in your holy son's name. And if it's not too much to ask, Lord, I know I did this to myself. I am sorry that I ate all those crumble cookies. Please forgive me. Can you help my back feel better and get rid of this inflammation? That would be really, really great. <laughs> Quiet, Alvin. This is prayer. Don't be laughing at me. That was rude. We pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, boy. That Alvin, I tell you, he's <laughs> annoying. You know, let me tell you something. We have a chipmunk in our garden. Hopefully my wife figured this out. So we have a chipmunk in our garden that keeps eating our Swiss chard and probably our strawberries. A little furry little, you know what? I cannot stand this little thing. This thing is eating all the good stuff. It's a little son of a Oop. Yeah. And my wife created some sort of concoction to keep him away. So we'll see if that works. I tried setting up a trap with a bucket of water and seeds and a little ramp that goes up the bucket of water. Uh, a professional trapper was saying that usually that will get them. Well, I didn't get any chipmunks, but I got a big fat squirrel and a mouse. But no chipmunk. They're too smart. They're too smart for me. That's right. So anyway, I hope you all have a great day. Hope you have a great night. And we will be back here. Let's see. So remember, let's see, today's Tuesday. So I won't be on the air on Wednesday. I won't be on the air on Thursday. Maybe. I'm not sure. It might be a late show. It just depends. Maybe, maybe not. I'll prob probably not. I'm not going to make a promise I can't keep. If I can, I'll put it out there last minute. I might do a show on Friday last minute. Not sure. But definitely tomorrow night and Thursday night, I won't. Um, but if I don't do one Friday, I'll definitely be back here on Saturday. Okay. Cause this is a little family time we're going to have. So just let you know what, wait, Rietta says, make your word, your word, right? Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's no show tomorrow and there's no show on Thursday, Friday, maybe, but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> so I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here for sure on Saturday. But if we're here on Friday, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> oh, wife says no show Friday. Okay, there it is. No show Friday. The boss has spoken. Wait, wait, wait. The boss has spoken. No show on Friday. We will be back here on Saturday. <laughs> All right, enough clowning around. We'll see you guys later. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. We are firm. We are steadfast. And we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Don't be rude. Don't be rude. You are fake news. Go ahead. forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.